Hey everybody, D. Williams here, and you're listening to episode number 10 of the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. Let's get fired up! Welcome to StaffingStartup.tv, the podcast that gives you direct access to the world's leading recruitment, staffing, and startup experts. D. Williams speaks with amazing thought leaders, venture capitalists, and technology trendsetters about their journey, challenges, and successes related to recruitment, staffing, and hiring. Now, here's your host, D. Williams. Hey, everybody. I want to ask you a question today. Have you ever known colleagues who, the minute they stepped into the conference room, on stage, or onto the playing field, they elevated the performance of everyone around them? I'm talking about someone whose impact within the team could be seen in nearly everything that was said and done. Like these individuals are the catalyst. They spark excellence and the behavior and the performance of the entire team. And today we're going to talk about that. So take a listen. Have you noticed that some teams consistently excel, reach new heights and pile success upon success while others struggle? Have you wondered what accounts for the difference? Our research shows there's a pivotal factor beyond hard work, talent, and managerial leadership. It's the power of a catalyst, a person who ignites performance in others and lifts teams and organizations to greater heights. We call this phenomenon the catalyst effect. We've captured it in a newly developed leadership and teamwork model that focuses on how to lead from wherever you are rather than just positions of authority. The catalyst effect is an umbrella term for the impact of 12 key competencies that work in concert. Combinations of these competencies generate sustained individual, team, and organizational performance. It was through these competencies that an unheralded NBA player significantly boosted the performance of his teammates and his teams, becoming known as a no-stats all-star. That a seemingly ordinary McDonald's restaurant became, and remains to this day, one of the top-performing stores. That the principal and faculty of an inner-city middle school created a more robust learning environment and boosted the school's academic impact. There are many more examples that fuel distillation of the catalytic competencies, identified through extensive research and over 80 interviews with leaders in business, sports, not-for-profits, and the arts. The catalyst effect is created by fusing leadership and teamwork into a dynamic, optimistic, and cohesive force that raises the performance of everyone involved and elevates overall team and organizational success. Catalysts produce these effects by one, building their personal credibility and proving their trustworthiness. Two, creating strong team and group cohesion. Three, building on the cohesion to generate momentum. And then four, amplifying their impact and elevating their team's performance. In essence, raising them to higher levels to achieve greater success. The catalyst effect shows how you can become a more impactful leader and team member. You can multiply your impact. You can elevate the performance of others. You can be a catalyst for propelling your team and your organization to greater heights. You can wake up every morning excited about making yourself and your team better than it was the day before. 
Become a catalyst. Lead from wherever you are. The Catalyst Effect concept was developed and written by a team of thought leaders with deep experience in elevating organizational performance and training others to do so as well. And we're talking Dr. Jerry Toomer, Craig Caldwell, Chelsea Clark, and Dr. Steve Witzenkorn, who we're actually interviewing today for this podcast, I really want you to take a moment to listen to what Dr. Steve Witzenkorn has to say about the Catalyst Effect. He's an organizational advisor and strategic consultant working closely with multinational corporations, local companies, educational institutions, and not-for-profits to help elevate their success. He has developed innovative and award-winning training programs for American and international companies. And today he is our thought leader talking about the catalyst effect, introducing my interview with Dr. Steve Whitsoncorn. I am very well, and thank you very much for inviting me to your show, and I look forward to our conversation. Awesomeness. So this is exciting. Um, you know, I have to be honest with you, Steve, I have this thing about butchering people's last names, and I promised myself I will get it right every time. And so, so I thank you for being patient with me through that process. So, Steve, I'm so excited that you're here because there are so many people in my community of staffingpreneurs that are on this journey of starting a staffing business, growing a staffing business, hiring internal teams, uh, working with companies who are hiring internal teams, and um, and and all of those different facets. And your book is one of those those gems. I feel like that people should have when talking about um, hiring, you know, high performers, as well as building teams. Can you tell us a little bit about the Catalyst Effect and how it came about? Well, the Catalyst Effect is about elevating the performance of your peers and the performance of your team or organization through the kind of things that you do every single day in the course of doing your job. Now, the book was inspired by an NBA player by the name of Shane Battier. Shane was, by NBA standards, kind of a middle-of-the-pack player in terms of the stats that he put up. So in terms of the number of points, the number of rebounds, the number of blocks, and that type of thing that they track in basketball. But there was one really interesting statistic that people had overlooked for a long time, and that's called the plus-minus rating. When he was on the court, the performance of his teammates and the performance of his team went to a higher level, and they actually scored more points as a team even though his individual stats didn't really move very much. And the question was, how did he do it, and how can anybody do it, whether you're on a basketball team, in a business, not-for-profits, a recruiting organization, or even a radio station? StaffingStartup.tv is your number one source for news, information, and live interviews specific to the growth and success of niche recruiting and staffing agency business owners. Staffingpreneurs.
So when, when we start thinking about that from a larger perspective, how do you feel like that um, connects with connects with what's going on today with, you know, hiring, you know, and, and recruitment and staffing and, and where we have this talent shortage, right? Because I feel like they all kind of go together. Well, everybody wants to recruit and hire people who they think are going to be stars. And that's important, but it's also important to recruit and hire people who are going to be excellent team members and people who can lead in a different way other than just being a star. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with somebody who can make the team function more effectively and at a higher level than just what they do on their own. It's how they open the space up for other people to perform and make and to perform more effectively. And and so our our so I know you and I had this conversation about B players, right? And um and 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 so are you talking about kind of that perspective? Well, I usually don't like to use the term B players. Mm-hmm. There are you know, if you look at things statistically, there's only a small percentage of people that can be in formal positions of authority or that can be the best on a team. And then there are, there's everybody else of us who falls into that middle range, if you will. And it doesn't mean that we don't, can't be excellent at certain things. Okay. And one of the things that we can be excellent at is is the hustle that goes into making other people better and making the team more effective. And I've seen this in every place from uh, a McDonald's restaurant to a symphony orchestra to businesses to uh, educational institutions and teachers in, in, in inner city schools. So it's one of these things that can be done no matter where you are and no matter what age you are. So from from a leadership perspective, you know, you're in the situation where you're hiring and, you know, you're looking for the best talent naturally. But you're saying that it's not always imperative to have the best talent, that it's okay to have okay talent that will support the best talent. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, I would not use the word okay. I would say okay. solid talent. Okay. People who are really <laughs> solid performers, um, even though they might be not, they might not be knocking your socks off. Mm-hmm. So when you are interviewing somebody or assessing somebody, you may want to look at, at at four different areas that are important to generating catalytic performance. One is their ability to be credible. How do they project? How do they establish their own credibility? What kind of trust do they inspire in the others? How well do they communicate logically and convincingly? And how optimistic are they? So that whole area of credibility is a key one. A second area has to do with their ability to create cohesion among the people that they work with. So if you're asking questions, you may want to get questions that get to the to examples as to how somebody has done that, how they connect with other people, and how they 
have put the goals of the organization ahead of their personal goals. Mm-hmm. And then the third area has to do with what we call generating momentum. How do they then build on that cohesion and really create the momentum for the organization to move faster and more effectively and to perform higher? And finally then, how do they build on that to amplify overall impact? If you ever thought about starting your own employment agency business, but don't know where to start, don't worry, you're not alone. Staffingpreneurs Academy is your number one online training resource for starting, maintaining, and growing your very own niche recruitment and staffing agency business. Matching professionals with great job opportunity is one of the most rewarding career opportunities you can ever imagine. When receiving training and coaching from Staffingpreneurs Academy, you'll be well-positioned for future success. For more information, visit www.staffingpreneursacademy.com. So you're really building uh, a, a kind of a foundational culture when you take this approach. And culture is, is crucial because when you have people who, who are not me-oriented but are oriented towards others and they realize that their success is linked to the success of others and therefore to the whole as opposed to any one person, then what you have is somebody who is truly a team player. I like that, though, because so many people, you know, they get, they get, they, they start worrying about how do I build my culture out or how do I, I mean, does this really kind of answers the question, you know, how, how to hire to build kind of a, um, a high performance team, right? So it, it doesn't denounce the A players, but for the solid candidates that may not be the perfect candidate, it gives them an opportunity to help build the culture of not just the team that they're on, but to add on to the culture of the company as a whole. So think of it this way. We've all known of people who are really, really good at what they do, mm-hmm. but they don't play well with others. So what happens is, is that while they may perform really well, what they're doing is they're demoralizing and they're dampening the performance of others. So if you, so if you have somebody who, who is maybe not the best of the best, but really works well with others, that may be actually be more valuable because they're creating that cohesion. They're creating those connections. And that's equally as important. So nobody works in an organization alone. We're all interdependent. And so people who have the ability to create that interdependence in a positive, constructive way and to strengthen that, those are the ones who are really going to have the biggest impact on overall team performance. You're listening to the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. For more info on today's show, be sure to check out the show notes at StaffingStartup.tv. So what do you do when... You know, there there are probably a lot of people listening to this that are in different stages of their business, um, and there are probably a lot of HR professionals listening that are responsible for building culture or hiring and so forth. So what happens when a culture is already established? In order to get on board with the catalyst effect, is, do you um, have to replace the people that you currently have if they don't already fit into the 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 framework of, of what you guys have set up here or 
Um, is there a specific system that they would need to, to go through in order to get their staff on board? Like, how does that work? Let me just back up for one moment and talk about organizational culture for one moment. Okay. Because a lot of organizations, they put their values up on a, you know, they have, these are our four or five important values. They may be mm-hmm. things like, you know, integrity, respect, um, customer service, or whatever they might be. Teamwork might be another one. And those are just words on paper. The real value or, or the real culture of an organization is reflected in the collective behavior of the people who work there. So if I say integrity is really important, but I'm leaving a false impression, I might not be lying, but I'm only giving you some of the facts or only the facts that I want to give you, and I create a false impression, well, that's that doesn't have integrity. Mm-hmm. So someone's not going to begin learn very quickly that I can't trust what somebody else says, what this person says. Right. So when you break down the culture into the behaviors that make up that culture, then the focus is on how do you change the behavior of the people who are behaving in a way which goes against the grain of those behaviors or what we would call counter behaviors. What are the counter behaviors? So if you look at trust, you might say a counter behavior is being deceitful or, or, or doing something which is slightly unethical. Uh, so so you, when you begin to break it down into behaviors, then you, can, and then you can look at a person and you can say, aha, these are the positive behaviors they're showing that reflect that culture. These are the ones that are not. And how do we then work with that person to get them to change those negative behaviors, and most people will, most, and most people can. There's always going to be people who won't. And then you need to make a decision about whether or not you want to keep them on your team or not. And so I noticed at, at the bottom of the book, you know, and um, I guess like at the, at the end of the, the book, there, there was a section that said, what's next, assessing and developing catalytic competencies. Do you, is that something that, um, and I know I don't want to give anything away that's in there. I want you to go out and get the book, right? Um, <laughs> um, but, um, and speaking to my listeners, but do you feel like, you know, someone is amped up and excited about this idea, they go out and they get the book that, you know, that the next step would be to go out and to do an assessment and then either is this something that they can do internally on their own or would they, um, is this something where they would need to reach out to to your firm or a firm that you suggest that does that helps implement this this process? There's two parts to your question. One is yes. the survey, which is in the book, yes. and it's also online and somebody can take. Oh, okay. And that is a very that, that is a very simple um, self assessment, and it's only valuable if someone is really um, very candidly honest with themselves. Okay. If you go in there and say, aha, I think this is what they're looking for, then it's really not going to give you the right information. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are, certain, there are certain competencies that you can develop and train to very simply. You know, there's a very straightforward way. They're, they're considered trainable competencies. There are others which you can train, but they're hard to train. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, one of our behaviors 
our competencies has to do with invigorating with optimism. Well, it's hard to train somebody to be optimistic. Yeah. You can work at it. Um, Another one has to do with being imaginative and solutions. Well, Mm -hmm. how do you train innovation? It's not easy to do. So Mm -hmm. you want to select for those. Now, we, we work with companies and organizations to develop systems and selection processes to look at the whole range of behaviors uh, for being a catalytic performer. But we also, we really like to zero in on those that are less easy to train and you want to select for them. So that's something that we can help organizations do. And most of that is customized to what their specific needs are. And where can they go online to, um, to do that assessment? They go to, um, if they go to the catalysteffect.org and there's a tab, and let me find that. If I can just take a moment here. Okay. I think it says self-assessment on it. It does. It's um, on the menu. It's on the menu item. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if they, if they go to self-assessment, and then there's a, a, a link that says take assessment online, and that will then take them to the survey itself. Okay. And then you answer the survey, and at the end, you'll get a score. Okay. 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 Here again, it's important that somebody really be brutally honest with themselves as they take it. Okay. Brutally honest. And um, so that's the catalysteffect.org, and then it's forward slash self-assessment.com. But if you go to the catalysteffect.org, you'll see right on the menu bar it says self-assessment. It's right there and readily available. And um, Steve says you've got to be completely honest with yourself because it won't work otherwise, right? The StaffingStartup.tv podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions. Although we're licensed and authorized, we don't provide financial advice. So please consider your own situation or get advice before you make any decision based on anything in our podcast. Visit StaffingStartup.tv to learn more about how we're regulated or access our terms and conditions. Right. And it's, 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 we call it a self-assessment because it's for the person who takes it. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to see it. It's not like it's your boss is going to see it or, or, you know, your friends. It's really for you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what am I like as, uh, in this, uh, along these different dimensions? Um, you know, warts and all. Mm-hmm. And what? And so, would you think it'll be a good idea for? Um, so, I don't have a huge staff. I have a small staff, but you know, for you know, um, for folks to allow their staff to complete it as well. But if the staff, if your staff completes it, and they just want to keep the results to themselves, that's fine. But they mm-hmm. might look at it and say, "Aha! When I look at this, I see where I need where where I am strong." And I see where I'm somewhere in the middle, and I see where I have lots of areas for improvement. Mm-hmm. And then, if if then they can begin to say, well, how do I develop myself and improve along those lines? Or maybe I want to talk with D and tell her what the results are, or what I got out of this, and the kinds of things I want to work on, and to get her coaching and support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I love this. So, um, so this is. 
And this is very useful, especially for newbies. And, you know, a lot of the community that we that are listening in to StaffingStartup.tv, they're at the point where they're building their own business out and they're looking for ways to assist and to be of value to the the hiring managers and the HR professionals and the industry. And, you know, if they're dealing with a company in particular that is having cultural challenges or maybe um, that has some lackluster within their organization, a great, this is a great valuable resource to my staffingpreneurs that where you could literally suggest this, have them take the assessment, suggest the assessment, and to kind of give them, get their juices flowing, or you could give them even the book as a resource, um, you know, to be a value add. So I I absolutely love um, the idea of the catalyst effect. I definitely am going to take the self-assessment. I have not done that yet, but I definitely want to take it. Uh, when you took yours, Steve, like, were you surprised at your results or no? Well, I was because I found that, you know, I, I wanted to be completely on the positive side of the scale. And then I said to myself, well, you know, there are times when I'm not. You know, there are times, well, all of us, none of us are perfect. And so then I began to think about those times and I began to say, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not at the extreme end on either side, but where am I? Mm-hmm. And another use of that of that self-assessment, if if somebody wanted to, if if a if the owner of a recruiting company said, "Hey, I want to have a conversation with each of my employees about this, and I'm going to ask them to take the self-assessment, and I'm going to take that same assessment as I see that person." And then what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and we're going to compare. And that could be a great opportunity for coaching and feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited uh, about to take my assessment. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. Now, in the book, The Catalyst Effect, in each chapter, each chapter is devoted to, to one of the 12 competencies. Mm-hmm. It's chopped full of how-tos. It's the kind of thing where, you know, there may be 10 or 12 different um, techniques or practices that somebody could begin to do almost immediately to improve in each of those areas. And so it's very practical in that sense. It doesn't mean you've got to do every single one of them, but it's just able to you're able to, to cherry-pick the ones that you think are going to be most effective for you. And so we have a wide range of, of, uh, of techniques and practices for people to, to work on. Awesome. So for me, reading a book that has um, how-to step-by-step is always a, a major bonus because I'm not just walking away with the knowledge, but there's just like, I can actually walk away with the knowledge and put things into play immediately. So that's always amazing. And if you're a manager, you can you can have that conversation with each of your employees. You can say, hey, look, there are 12 chapters here for 12 competencies, um, plus some introductory chapters for each set of three. 
And let's just work on this as a team. Let's start with competency number one, which has to do with integrity and trust. And let's just see how we are and how we feel. Let's have a conversation about it. And every month, for 12 months, for a whole year, we're going to zero in on one of these competencies. And that's going to be our team development process. So that by the end of this, we don't just have one catalytic performer. Everybody on our team is a catalytic performer. I like that. Okay, well, that's good. That's awesome. So I have, like, three final questions. Um, so my, my first one of the three is what advice would you give to someone who is, you know, who has no clue as to, you know, where they are around culture or, um, you know, or are looking to start, you know, a company and they want to do it the right way or they're just in charge of hiring, like what advice would you give to someone who is looking, who's actively looking for something to do to take their business, their staff, and, and their staff to another level? You know, what advice would you give to them at the, you know, at that stage? I'm thinking of the early, kind of the early stage. Um, so in the early stage, you know, what what the entrepreneur or the business owner wants to do is is to think about what their strategy is. What is what are they really aiming for? What's their vision? What's their mission? But the values or their culture defines how they're going to realize that vision, how they're going to execute that mission. So the values are the how, and that gets to the culture. And so you want to be able to hire people who are going to work with that culture. And I'll just give you a really simple example. Early in my career, I was involved with um, when the Japanese began to open up automobile plants in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in creating the selection systems for those. And the Chinese basically said, or, or the Japanese basically said, you know what, we know that we can hire people that worked in automobile plants before. You know, we could go up to Detroit, we can hire all those people. But what we really want are people who are good at problem solving, people who have initiatives, people who can can work well with others and be good team members. Um, and we can train all the technical skills. The technical skills are the easiest thing to train. And so when you're building an organization, whether it's in the recruiting business or whether it's in any other business, you can train people on the basic how-tos as to what to do with those jobs What's hard to do is to build, is to identify people and select people who fit the culture. It's not necessarily that it's hard, but that's really where you want to to examine people closely because those are harder things to develop. And and you're right about that. You know, um, one of my favorite people on the planet is Patty McCord, who was the chief talent officer for Netflix during their you know, their startup success. And um, she is, you know, super passionate about culture. And she talked about in her book as well 
about how people, um, some people weren't able to move, to grow with the company the way that she and the way that they would have liked them to because they weren't a fit for the culture at that phase of business, you know, where the company was in that phase of business. And, um, and so I, you know, when you talk about starting that or understanding the culture piece from the very beginning, I think it's imperative even for newbies so that they are, are able to grow their, their company in a more deliberate fashion. Um, even more with something that you said that, um, you know, when you are hiring for other companies, right? And a lot of times recruiters focus solely on um, finding that technical fit. They never think about the consequences of placing someone in a company that only has a technical fit or only has a functional fit but doesn't have that that cultural um, connection and how detrimental that could be to the, you know, and expensive to the company that's, um, you know, receiving the employee, right? So, I mean, if I, if I were recruiting for for another company, one of the things I'd want to ask is to those hiring managers or to the HR department or whoever I'm working with, I would want to ask beyond the technical qualifications um, that someone might have for the job, you know, education, experience, um, um, whatever it might be, what are the kinds of people that really succeed in your organization or fit your culture? What do they look like? What are some examples of things that they do um, or um, uh, characteristics that they have that really fit the kind of, of culture you want to have? And then begin to zero in on those. Yeah, I think that's um, a great idea, and I definitely think this is a powerful tool for for both you know, internal hiring uh, companies, but as well as for recruiting firms that really want to set themselves apart from their competition. So I think this is great. I want to ask, you know, what can we, your listening audience, do for you um, to help you move further ahead in your journey? Well, that's a great question, and thank you for asking it. (laughs) Um, One would be is if, if they explore the catalyst effect as a book, or they're interested in learning about this, to feel free to get in touch. Um, I could give you my phone number, email, um, and um, I'd be happy to talk about their interests and their needs and objectives and to see if there are ways in which we can help. And so that's my last question. Where can we find you online and offline? Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Offline, you can find me at uh, my phone number is 480-567-5552. My email is steve, S-T-E-V-E, dot www at cox, C-O-X, dot net. Online, you can go to thecatalysteffect.org, or you could go to my um, professional, personal website, which is whitesandcorn.com. Whitesandcorn.com. Perfect. Awesome. W-E-I-T-Z-E-N-K-O-R-N. Yes, I was going to say. And we'll we'll definitely add this information in the description so that everyone will be able to get in contact with you. I'm so excited that you stopped by and 
allowed us the opportunity to talk about your book, The Catalyst Effect. I think that is something that's definitely needed uh, in the industry today and in society as a whole. And you know, I love talking to people who are looking to impact lives and to help make do things that make people better. Is that you? I think so. That's how I, I know. define myself. I always, I always talk about my focus is on how do I help other people to be successful. Yeah. And my success is in your success. Yeah. And on a, on a, on a, I want to thank you, Dee, for very much for inviting me to this interview and to talk with your listeners. And I want to wish all of your listeners a world of success in whatever they are doing. Um, and just to be able to um, make the businesses all it can be and to live their lives to the fullest. You're so sweet, Steve. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm over here grinning ear to ear. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on StaffingStartup.tv. We are definitely honored to have you here as a guest. Would you be open to coming back in the future? Absolutely. That's awesome. I love to hear that. All right. Well, we are on the line here with the amazing Steve Whitsoncorn, and he is the co-author of The Catalyst Effect. And we want to thank you so much for listening to StaffingStartup.tv. Have an amazing day, and thanks again. Bye. Thanks for listening to the StaffingStartup.tv podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at StaffingStartup.tv. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and please leave a five-star rating and a super awesome review so others can enjoy the show too. Check out the live video footage on YouTube. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.